Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence. Thank you again for all your time and support that you you give me and and take to uh, listen to my podcast. Um, I just want to say I I recorded some podcasts while I was on holiday uh, and you can hear a lot of breathing because I was walking in, in a park and because I was walking in the park and there was and there was a lot of audio, um, there was a lot of breeze. You could hear the breeze and you could hear me gasping for breath because I was in a park. I was not sitting in front of, uh, of, a, of a computer screen and I was recording on my phone. So that's why you got all of that uh, interference. But uh, I hope you had a good time and, and uh, thank you once again for listening to my podcast. Today we're going to do something on some on on a topic that's very close to me, uh, Goa, Goa and her clergy. Um, so absolutely, um, we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about Goa, uh, a little bit of our history, and uh, we'll go into something very special that I would I would like to talk to you about. So. Um, Goa, as we know, it is on the, uh, geographically on the west coast of India, sitting at the bottom of the, of the state of Maharashtra and north of the state of, Ma- uh, of Karnataka. It was once part of the uh, southern Karnataka um, Kadamba Empire. Uh, but Goa is is very special. Okay, um, she is on be, being on the west coast. We understand that. Uh, until about 150 years ago, we were all uh, nomadic people. The bulk of people, religious, were nomadic people. We moved from one town to the other. Uh, there were people who were stationary, but people who were also religious still moved. Even within the territory, they moved. Uh, out of the territory, they moved. Um, and uh, and people moved from nomadic people moved from one end of the subcontinent to the other, one end of Africa. Uh, Arabia, North Africa, they would just move and 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 walk up, uh, and that's where you see the first uh, education minister of India, Maulana um, Kalamazad, was uh, born in Mecca, and his parents moved uh, finally to the Indian subcontinent, and he was born in Mecca for a reason. So nomadic life was was uh, has been a part of history. It's coming slowly to an end, and with these frontiers created now, we don't have nomadic life before. But for thousands and thousands of years, we were nomads, and all. Um, Goa being on the western coast would have received a mighty share of all the travelers, refugees, traders from Arabia, from Africa, from North Africa. Uh, her port, she's on, on the port. She has a natural port. Uh, and so traders coming here would be absolutely attracted to her, her base, her territory. Um, and over thousands, thousands of years, they would have settled here, traded here, uh, aligned, realigned with the locals, become part of the locals, realign their um, um, their ideology, uh, the baggage of knowledge offloaded, uh, reloaded. And a lot of people realign with the locals and um, they became what is now today called native Goans. But our ancestors, all of our ancestors, one point of time, come like currents and waves to, to a territory. 
every single one of us at one point of time we have come from outside joined the civilization contributed to the civilization and been buried here and our children and descendants are what we call locals or natives today but um, yeah we are descendants of refugees traders and the indian subcontinent bharat is the land of refugees um she has been a territory that accepted her refugees from all over the planet, traders, uh, learners, educational, uh, education uh, gurus, because we are not the land of colonizers, we are the land of uh, Vishva Guru, where we impart knowledge to the planet, and that has been our heritage for thousands of years. Uh, so it's very, very important to understand that. Goa being on the west coast would have got this share of, her, of, of people coming in. We come to the beach like water, we're like waves. Uh, part of it sinks in the land part and goes into the uh, water table below and comes up um, on other sides uh, into the land to the to the water um, wells and, and shafts and rises up again to feed the crops because this is very fertile territory it feeds the crops these crops are eaten by the humans animals and they become part of our DNA and so we are all currents and waves and as our DNA goes on we produce more and more children uh, and her, her soil her water then becomes part of our, our, of our, of our makeup and so this is the same for every single territory on the surface of the planet uh, Goa is no different okay um, so many people would have come here for medicine because we know that uh, India was known for her medicine. She uh, she shared her medicinal knowledge and uh, and and her Ayurvedic uh, knowledge with the world. Um, Goa uh, was once known as the Kashi of the East. Yes, my dear friends. There was not only a Kashi on the western coast, not western coast, uh, north, northern part of India, in the in Hindu heartland, but it's uh, it was there was one in the old uh, in Goa, and Goa was called the Kashi of the Konkan, uh, and many Hindus hold it sacred, uh, and came to be known as the Rome of the East for its beautiful. Uh, it got converted. All these temples were broken, made into churches. Um, and it's one of the holiest cities. Kashi is one of the holy cities of, of uh, Hindus on the banks of, of the Ganges River. Um, but since ancient times, Goa has for Hindus been a seat of Vedics and Sanskrit learning and center of pilgrimage since ancient, ancient time. Okay, it's been so she's had universities, she's had colleges, she's had knowledge centers uh, way, way back. And um, there is a, a priest, a Jesuit priest, Doc, Father Francisco de Souza, testifies in his Orient Conquista in 1699. The island of Diva was as much venerated by Hindus as the Holy Land is um, to, uh, to, to Christians and, and, and Jews. Um, so the island of Diva very, very venerated. Um, and there are many temples in that region, even uh, and even at present on a certain day of year, Hindus uh, flock to bathe uh, themselves in the margin of rivers facing the locality where temples were formerly situated, so that they might not lose uh, their um, plenary indulgence. So according to Leonardo Pace in his 
prone to area that Definius indicates, there was hardly a place on the on in Goa where there wouldn't be a temple. Um, they came in all shapes and sizes. Uh, so many are these temples that there's no land in there. There's no place on their land where they don't exist. And by the cities, uh, as cities, villages, and wards are not sufficient for them, temples are found on even on the highest of hills or any island or cliff and formed by sea. Uh, so after the original temple in Divar was destroyed by the Portuguese, it was relocated in Narva in Bicholi, um, which is a subdivision. Um, the original site today is called Parne Tirta, or the old Hindu site, uh, holy site. In 1668 was built by Sivaji, the Maratha king, and it was called Sri Sapta Koteshwar Temple after seven sages uh, who did severe penance uh, over there, dedicated to Lord Shiva. Um, you see, one of the reasons why there's so many temples in Goa, today you see churches, you throw a stone and you see a church. Under every single church, my friend, at one time there was a Hindu temple. We all know that. The, the temples were broken or it was and, and churches built or they converted the temples into churches. Uh, because basically, if you look at a church, it's an ancient Roman architectural style, okay? It's like a cross, a long cross, uh, an architectural cross. And that was this, also the same architectural style as the Vedic temples. Uh, so it's very easy to convert an ancient temple into a uh, um, uh, to a church, uh, and you just do up the the uh, you you just redo the the outside, the inside. You build walls around the pillars, and you will get a temple, um, and you get a church. So a lot of these churches today in Goa are actually old. Uh, temples or they were broken down and, and built a church on top. Now these ancient temples were also places of knowledge. The temple was responsible for the education of the villagers around them. All the villagers would give money to the temple and the money was used to educate people, the villagers from high class to low class, uh, the priestly class would be indulged in giving knowledge to the people uh, below. Uh, you know, we know that in India, even the lower class, sometimes called Shudras, were more prominent in temples, in, in schools, than the Brahmins. The Brahmins were less prominent in schools. Um, and so learning was important in Goa. That's why it's the Kashi of the Western Coast. Um, so it is important to understand this. We only know of Goa as Portuguese, uh, nothing else. Uh, Goa was uh, also known in the Mahabharata as Gomantak, or Fertile Land. Um, and over time it's been known by different names, Goa, or Gove, or Govapura. Uh, we know in around 2020, uh, 2200 BCE, there was a king, King Judea of Lagash, called it Gubio. So it was Gubio. Uh, Sumerians from Sumeria, that is the Levin, modern-day Israel, uh, built trade contacts, uh, and many traders from the Levant came uh, to this area to trade to for uh, agriculture because we know Goa means water, lots and lots of monsoons, lots of rain, that means water, that means food crops, that means agriculture. So she was rich. 
because she could grow grain, she could grow rice, it would be sold. Once it's sold, people give her money, money is gold, and had temples. She had a lot of learning, and because of that, they were, she was known as the Kashi of the West. It became centers of Vedic and Sanskrit learning over the millions or uh, thousands of years. Um, and it was great. And the Sumerians also, people who came here have influenced the language. Everyone who comes to a land influences the language of the land. You see, today, uh, you know, the, the, the Italians have come to North America. We have Italian, we have pizza. Now it's become local. Uh, we have a pasta. It's all, you know, it's very local. But these are not uh, influences from, from America. It's influence from Europe. So everyone who comes to land influences the land greatly. And this is called oligarchy democracy. Um, well, I wouldn't say that. But uh, there's also the Gavakari system. Uh, where villages belong to a certain deity. The, a deity is consecrated to the village, and the village belongs to the deity. So, um, uh, in, in Christian uh, uh, vocabulary, we call it patron saint. So, patron saint of this, patron saint of la that, and, and uh, Christianity thinks that they invented patron saints. We just changed the label, but the mentalities are the same. So, early on, every village had a deity, uh, and, the, and the management of a temple uh, controlled that and, and consecrated that deity and the deity would symbolize a certain knowledge and, and the temple around would, would control the management, uh, that means the schooling, the knowledge of, of, of the land and, um, and, and controlled uh, a lot of uh, the management, the, uh, uh, the power, the... The education, the food, made everyone had food. And so it was called the Gavikari system. It existed. Uh, and that's how life was. Under Emperor Ashoka, uh, Goa was part of the southern fringe of his empire. And it pushed away the Pandyas, the Cholas, the Tamil Ud, the Satyapuras, uh, the Kerala Putras. Uh, they pushed them down and... and um, Emperor Ashoka uh, ruled this land uh, through his empire. Um, again, uh, this uh, from from about one the first century BCE to about fifteen hundred AD, there were many many local kingdoms who ruled this land. Uh, multiple uh, Hindu kingdoms kingdoms that ruled this land. Then you had the Adil Shah, the Bijapur Empire that came after that ruled for a little while, um, and basically um, after that in fourteen ninety eight the Portuguese arrived. Uh, they left. They were not completely successful uh, but they came back in 1510 and settled in Goa and Goa was then uh, now became part of the Portuguese Empire until 1961. Uh, in 1947 India got independence from the British. In 1960 uh, India got independence from the British. Yes, the, the Portuguese were asked to give up the territory of Goa, like like France gave up uh, Pondicherry, but they said no. Not only that, they made Portugal, uh, they made Goa part of the Portuguese uh, province, uh, made it a Portuguese province. They went to the International Court of Law and 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 fought that case, and and they said. Um, yeah, and, and the UN and the International Court gave them uh, full right to uh, keep the territories of Daman and Dew um, um, and Goa. Uh, 
but also gave India the right to control the land around it, I mean, no passage. So it became a little tug of war, but 1961 Operation Vijay uh, led a 36-hour onslaught uh, Navy air assault. The Portuguese lost, had to give up the territory of Goa, and Goa is now Indian and belongs to the Republic of India or Bharat, and that's why we have the national flag, the Indian tricolor, flying uh, proudly over the territory of Goa. Um, of course, the uh, colonial arrogant powers and their colonization and their uh, hangover, uh, the UK, the US, and the UN, which controlled by that point, criticized it, and Russia was the only one who supported Goa and, and India. And that is why uh, on December the 19th, Independence Day is celebrated in Goa. Uh, of course, it was not very prominent uh, ce celebrated uh, there because uh, it's a little bit of a tug of war, or should I say, I don't have a word for it. Um, the, the, the Christian society, the Christian establishment, the ecosystem and its different denominations have clearly bought off uh, the Indian, um, Indian government under Nehru and under, um, under Nehru and under um, yeah, the, the, the Congress leadership. Okay? So they bought out the, con uh, the, the government. And the government, the Congress government, needed the church uh, and its ecosystem on the ground because first and foremost, Nehru was sleeping. Uh, sorry about that. Nehru was sleeping with uh, or having an affair with it being a Mountbatten. We know that, and she made sure that the Christian ecosystem remained on the ground, remained prominent, and controlled education and were given concessions in the um, Constitution. Um, also because Nehru needed votes and uh, the Indian government needed, uh, the, the Congress I uh, needed votes, the Congress party needed votes. And so one side, they were caught between two, uh, they were caught between uh, the Christian ecosystem that had all its, uh, that existed all over India, and they were hands in, in hands with it, uh, they were, they, their hands were in their pockets. Uh, but in Goa, where the Christian ecosystem, the Christianity ruled uh, the territory of Goa under the Portuguese, all of a sudden was kicked out by the Goan government, uh, by the Indian government. So they had a, it, it was a, an upside down situation. They couldn't, they wanted the Portuguese to leave, they wanted the territory back, but they couldn't say no to the uh, Portuguese, to the Roman Catholic power and the establishment establishment on the ground. So now they had to keep quiet. They had to quietly keep quiet uh, about the church that was ruling. They had to keep quiet about the church that control our minds, control the education, and, and not make too much of noise that would disturb its, its balance uh, on the territory and sort of let it control, continue the control of Goa to the back door. Okay, so that is why you see in Goa not much was done in uh, for the first fifty years of first forty years or so of of Goan independence because the church did not still wanted to control the land, still wanted its power, still wanted it, its territory back, uh, and and uh, being uh, as as part of the ecosystem. Uh, 
that was allied with the Indian National Congress in the rest of India. Uh, they made sure that the Indian National Congress did not destabilize their, their hold on the people, their control on the education system, and their facilitization, uh, aggressive uh, proselytization that was going on in Goa. But as you know, cycles turn, and um, it comes, the waves, the waves uh, keep flowing, they don't stop, so at one point your, your wave will come to an end. Um, and that is why it's a really difficult situation ideologically in Goa. Okay, so this is what I wanted to explain to you, very, very important. Uh, the church, ever since Goa, one independence. The church still exists and the church is says in the front it's loyal to the Indian territory because it has to say so and it, it is loyal uh, in the sense that uh, everyone's got Indian passports, they have schools teaching Indian curriculum, the socialist curriculum obviously, the Marxist curriculum, where nothing, not much on India and Hindu uh, uh, Vedic roots are talked about, it's kept under the, the, the it's kept under the table, it's kept under, uh, uh, quietly, uh, it's sort of pushed under the rug, it's not talked about at all. And you say, but why? This is a great ancestral heritage that we have, because the ecosystem of our colonial invaders of Christianity and Islam have sort of insisted that the hangover continues and we submit and subjugate to them. So if we don't know our past, uh, we will disintegrate. A river that doesn't that loses its source will dry up. So they needed us to, to get us off our source. They needed us to keep quiet. They needed us not to be reincarnated and, 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 um, and know our knowledge for us for them to eventually take over our minds and control this land. So this occupation of this land for a thousand years or more, uh, 1300 years um, in, in, in the case of, of Islam and uh, Christianity probably says 2000 obviously, but it's not. Um, this, this land, this colonization of our minds, the Abrahamic colonization of our minds has led to um, us being sort of orphans, uh, Vedic orphans. Um, and the, the church is only too happy to oblige. Uh, so when the Portuguese left, now the church has no power, no political power, very important to understand. They have ideological power. They still control the minds and, and the mentality of the Christians in Goa who are forced converts by, uh, from, uh, from a Vedic Dharmic system. Um, also, they control the minds of the non-Catholics or non-Christians in Goa because they're very conveniently, um, you know, they, they've had this, they've had power over them for so long, you're not going to change overnight just because the flag changes. All of a sudden, the, the Goan non-Hindus are not going to rise up and say, sorry, the Goan Hindus are not going to rise up and say, now you don't have power, you can't do anything. They're still frightened and they're still, uh, uh, they're still sub submissive, they're still subjugated. Um, the church still controls the central government and so the central government needs Christianity uh, and the so-called now minorities, relics of colonial empires as we like to call ourselves. They need these people for votes in the rest of the country so they can't really say much. Um, and 
the church, this is what they've done since 1961. They could have gone to the table. They could have gone back to the drawing board and said, you know what? We've got a new situation here. Uh, let's go back to the drawing board and re-strategize, restructure our strategies to align with a new country, to align with a new system, align with a new generation and make the best out of this opportunity. And say, yes, we were at one time part of the Portuguese empire. We are now Indian. We are proud to be Indian. We're here to collaborate and, and uh, help the, the country be a better country. Um, and, and bring people together from those bridges instead of being antagonizers. But the church did not do that. Every Christian in Goa, whether they live in Goa or they're going expats first, or second or third generation, is brainwashed by the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, That Hindus are invaders on, in Goan soil. Yes. This is the land of Kashi. This is Kashi of the West. This is the land of Mahabharata, the land of Ashoka, a land of Vedic empires. It was the Portuguese who invaded. And their Portuguese relics of empires and their colonial arrogance and hangover has controlled the ecosystem and the mines on the ground and used its um, used its bait, uh, global agenda, global uh, contacts and the church to make sure that the non-Hindus continue to submit to its colonial power. Uh, even though they don't hold the power, they will use the, their, their Vatican as a whip, as, uh, as people who are persecuted, people who are victims, the same victim card. And so the, the Hindus are so scared to do anything, or non catholics are so scared that they will just keep their mouth shut. Uh, and the church refuses to join hands, refuses to join bridges, refuses to uh, evolve and be better, refuses to uh, to empower a new generation to grow, stand on their feet and fly. Uh, but instead, every single Catholic, like I said, Hindu, uh, first, second, third generation, all living in India, is brainwashed to believe that the Hindus invaded Portuguese land. This land belongs to Portugal. It's so far away from Portugal. Doesn't matter that there's no connection to Portugal. They just invaded. They're colonial invaders. But we are brainwashed from the time we are born that we are we have been invaded by Hindus. Hindus invaded us. Hindus are the uh, the occupiers. Hindus are the the um, the bad people, and they form a schism in every single home. Every single home, there is a schism. There'll be a group of people who who ally with the church and who let themselves be indoctrinated that the church was the best, the church was great, the church is so good, uh, because loyalty to the imperial colonial power is loyalty to God, because they represent uh, Catholicism, they represent the spirituality of Christ. So they've converted themselves from an imperial power to a spiritual power, and that spiritual power is now the power of God. Uh, and so loyalty to the church means loyalty to God, and that's basically what they did. That's how they, that's how Jinnah separated the uh, Pakistan. Uh, by saying loyalty to him, loyalty to Jinnah, and loyalty to uh, to the Muslim cause, the uh, 
All India Muslim League causes loyalty to God. Anyone who does not is not loyal to them is now loyal is a kufr. The same thing Jinnah did, and the Church is doing this has done since 1961 the same thing as Jinnah. They will tell you systematically that you are the Hindus are invaders. Hindus are dirty people. Hindus are caste. Hindus practice sati. Hindus, Hindus, Hindus. They and the thousands have gone. They indoctrinate you from the time you are born. They do not let you have a voice. They chastise you. They demoralize you. They degrade you time and time again. And they say, obviously, give your vote to the Congress. Give your vote to the Congress, the Congress, the Congress. They won't tell you that they have bought out the Congress, that the lobbies are now controlling the Congress. They will not tell you that the, the Hindus, uh, the, that why should we need a Marxist power to give a vote to a Marxist power in order to have God um, in, our, in our heads or in our, in our pockets? Why do we need that? Does God need to ally with a Marxist power? God needs a Marxist power. God doesn't need Marxism. He's God. Jesus doesn't need Marxism. Was there Marxism when Jesus was born or was he died? Then why, why do we need to ally or give our vote to Marxism? Because the church is not an ideological power. It's a relic of a colonial political empire. It still is a colonial political empire with a political hangover and arrogance to retake this land uh, in the name of uh, of uh, a deity or prophet or son of God, that they've invented a narrative only to camouflage their colonial hangover and their colonial hang uh, arrogance. So that is what the church is. Every single person in Goa, uh, and even if they can non-Goan, uh, non-Christian, they will absolutely indoctrinate you to believe that Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad. They make you they make you so sick of it that you just want to leave. At one point, uh, you just can't take it anymore. The only thing they tell you is to hate, literally hate Hindus. Now, they cannot say it. They cannot say it loud. So they don't use the word. They will use other vocabulary. Oh, uh, you know, uh, the government. The government is, obviously, the government is Hindu. So the government is bad. Nehru was bad. Mahatma Gandhi was bad. Uh, and then after they say, oh, vote for the Congress. But the Congress is Nehru. The Congress is Mahatma Gandhi. So what are you trying to tell me? You, you want me to, um, you want me to vote for the Congress. But the Congress is promoting Gandhi and you don't like Gandhi. So why don't you celebrate Gandhi Jayanti? Why why are you telling me that you you don't you don't want us to like Mahatma Gandhi? You'll see person after person, home after home. There's a schism, and on one side of the schism you will find people who are pro Portugal. One the other side of the pro, uh, the schism you'll have people who are pro uh, pro in uh, pro India. And this was my house, completely totally. I had one part of the family was pro Portugal, one part was. Pro, uh, pro India, uh, and it was a mess. And they keep you in an angry mode. They just keep you angry all your life. And that anger translates in every facet of your life. And then when you don't get something, you'll say, oh, well, the Hindus. The automatic uh, default setting is anything doesn't happen, it's the Hindus because they've indoctrinated you so much 
to hate uh, every single Hindu that he is cheap, he is dirty, he is filthy, he's got thousands of gods, uh, they are corrupt, Hindus are corrupt, Hindus are bad, Hindu, 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 and that Hindus are invaders, they invaded the land, they don't belong here, they, they invaded this, and Portugal is the rightful owner, they are the real... Uh, culture in this land it is a native culture it is our heritage we must keep the culture we must keep the heritage of portugal we are uh, we are allied with portugal life was thousand times better under portugal than under the hindu power hindu 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 and they indoctrinate you and they've made people live in fear all their life all our lives this is the only thing you need. they have done nothing to empower you they will tell you all about the negativity of the of Hindus. They will invent negative. They tell you Hindus are caste, but caste is Roman Catholic Latin. Latin from all its sides. Uh, the word is casta. We've talked about it. It was bought to the Indian subcontinent by the Portuguese Empire. It was a product of its time. Fine. When the Portuguese left, they could have easily, you know, uh, gone to back to the drawing board and say, look, this caste, this concept of caste is actually the word, it's just a narrative. It's a word. It's a hollow word. It means nothing. It's not a reality. It's a perception given to you to believe in something and was brought to the Indian subcontinent by, by the Portuguese. It's time to give it up. It's time to change the narrative. It's time to empower ourselves, join together. And can you believe how great we would have been if the church worked with the Hindus on the ground? But no, they actually wanted to proselytize. Their only idiotic goal in life is to do one thing and one thing only. Proselytize and convert the whole subcontinent into Christianity. And, and there you go. Uh, from there onwards, you have... Uh, uh, them indoctrinating you with caste, uh, the Hindus are bad, the BJP is bad, the RSS is bad, uh, Mahatma Gandhi is bad, Nehru is bad, and all of them are bad. So if the Congress is not happy, wants to, the Bharat uh, Jodo Yatra, that means to join India, why is it allying with a church who actually uh, gave us the notion that Mahatma Gandhi was wrong. Mahatma Gandhi was bad. He destroyed the country. Nehru was wrong. Nehru was bad. Now, you may not like Nehru and Gandhi. You may have your plus and minus. I also have my plus and minus. That things I like, things I don't like, things I never knew, but things um, I do know now uh, that I, I, I'm going to, I, I question. So all of this is important, uh, but if I'm not going to like Gandhi I'm, and I'm not going to like Nehru, I'm not going to give my vote to the Indian National Congress. Uh, one side you want to give our vote to the Indian National Congress, the other side you want to give our vote to uh, you want to give our vote to um, to you to to the, to the church, and this is terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, it, it is. It doesn't make any sense. So can you imagine the child on the ground and who doesn't understand one side you want me to not like Gandhi, one side you have Gandhi in my textbooks, one side you want me to like Nehru, the other side you don't want me to like him, he's in my textbooks, you want me to vote the Congress, but you don't want, you don't like the fact that they invaded uh, Portugal, uh, Goa, you call them colonizers, occupiers, but you still want me to vote for them. I mean, make up your mind, what does the church want? And this is the uh, conflict, the identity conflict, conflict that the church has indoctrinated in our mind and they've given us this negative vitriol we are support we are technically 
supposed to hate the Hindus. We can't say it aloud, but they have indoctrinated us as Hindu from the time we are born that the Hindus are the worst thing. They're filthy, they're idiotic, they're dirty people. Uh, you can't trust them. They're corrupt. They're liars. Uh, India is bad because uh, India is bad because of the lawyer of uh, of the Hindus. Uh, Goa has become bad because of the Hindus. The Portuguese were much better. We didn't have any problems. And why did you lose? Um, I mean, it is unreal if you listen to the vitriol. You take, uh, uh, you, you take a, a camera, you go question people, ask them around, ask them in Goa, uh, home of the home, uh, and ask them, just ask them, what do you think of the Hindus? What do you think of, uh, of uh, uh, Hinduism? What do, you think, um, uh, what do you think of the BJP? Now, they cannot say Hindu, so the church cannot use the word officially Hindu. So they, they put all the eggs in the basket as the BJP, RSS. In reality, the BJP, the RSS, is just a symbolic, uh, synthetic curtain. Okay, It's a symbolic and synthetic curtain for everything that's Hinduism. So anything that's Hindu, Vedic, Dharma, they, it's a curtain. It's a camouflage for not liking anything that's Hindu. They cannot say Hindu, but they so they have to use their vitriol in in a as a camouflage in a screen in a in a paper in a box wrapped by the BJP uh, and the RSS, and they have indoctrinated you. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up, because a lot of Goans are leaving. And I say Catholic Goans, okay, I'm not talking of Hindu Goans. Yeah, you have Hindu Goans leaving also, but Catholic Goans are leaving. And the talk of the town is in 15 years, there should, will be no the Catholic Goans left. Catholics will be a minority within a minority. But why are we leaving? I mean, uh, Hindus, sorry, should I say Goa got independence? Why did you not invest in your power, invest in promoting people, investing in empowering people, invest in being better, invest to collectively put our power, our mind if ever, uh, together, evolve together, join together, village after village, why did you not invest in that? I mean, you are the church. You control the ecosystem. You control the morality of the people. You control people's minds. You control their money. The only thing they've done is indoctrinate you to live in fear, believe in a God, because they're so scared that if we leave, we empower to be free. We leave, then guess what? The church will lose power. At the end of the day, it's about money and power. So they keep you on this aggressive plantation. And because of that, Goans, uh, Christian Goans, Catholic Goans, uh, are indoctrinated uh, to feel dirty about their state, to feel bad about their state, to feel ashamed of their state, not invest in their state, and, and use that power to leave. So you see, Goan after Goan is leaving, home after home is empty, uh, coming down, uh, sold to non-Goans. Uh, all um, um, non-Goans are, are buying the homes. Um, and the local Goans, the Catholics, do not like it one single bit. Do not like it. Uh, now they're complaining about drugs. They're complaining about violence. They're con complaining about rape. They're complaining about theft. All of these things they're complaining. Why did you? Why are we leaving? We. And this is this is what the, the the church has put you. Everything wrong is the is 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 the government. The government. The government. The government. The government. Not you. 
But who forms the government? Who, who's, who does the government, where does the government come from? The government is your sons and daughters, is our brothers and sisters. We are not empowering our, our children with a mentality to be better, to evolve, and you expect the government to be better? We haven't changed our mentality. Why would the government do it? Because the government is our, our, our made of people, of, the, of locals. We have indoctrinated our, our people to be dogmatic, to live in a cage, to live uh, subjugated uh, as slaves, as relics of empire, with colonial arrogance, uh, to be uh, sub submissive and subjugated to a god that we have never seen, to an ideology that is foreign, that ideology that wants to destroy this land and her Vedic heritage. Uh, what do you expect? Uh, you think that's not going to have any effect? on someone's mind that you think that's going to help people uh no it's not it's just going to make you dumb and dumber so when people are, are not evolving there's no economics we have to go out of the land for economics when you go out of the land you see a better life you live there and you don't come back and not only that you haven't changed your mentality so how do you expect someone else, you from the government, every single one of us from the government, and our duty is to contribute to the government, contribute to the land 50%. If we contribute 50%, the government will come halfway. When I say contribute, I'm not talking of money. I'm talking of charity. I'm, I'm not talking of charity. Sorry, I'm talking about volunteering, evolving with new ideas, evolving with new ways of life, uh, being better, thinking out of the box, helping one another uh, as a chain, a human chain, changing that mentality. Uh, but no, we have to be, you cannot, you cannot even question. Having an opinion is a crime. You have one opinion that goes against them, they will demoralize you so fast. You won't know what hit you. You rather keep your mouth shut. And so when you keep your mouth shut, you don't question the status quo. So you will never question the church. You will never question the mentality left behind. You will never question their colonial arrogance. And they will slam dunk you as someone who's dirty, or someone who's cheap, someone who is a Hindu, or you're a Hindu, or you're bad or you're, 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 you're with the enemy or not you're going to go to hell uh, you don't know anything you are horrible you, you have no manners the disrespect this is what the mentality is and even non-Catholics have this mentality so as a result of which uh, Christians are leaving the state of Goa in bulk and in 15-20 years they say well there'll be not many Goan Catholics left or should I say Goans left uh, not only Goan Catholics but Goan other locals left it's all going to be filled with North Indians and that's what they, they're angry about um, so my question here is how come we never change well, the church has indoctrinated us to not to dislike our land, to live in fear, to live in persecution, because they want power. They think power will come by indoctrinating you with vitriol. So because we're constantly in a negative state of mind, constantly in a negative state of mind, we cannot contribute, we cannot contribute to a land, to a people, to a society, and then we blame everyone else for our problems. The problem doesn't start on the outside, the problem starts on the inside. It is our currents that form the waves. It's not a government who comes into my house, it's not a government that comes into my compound, into my school, into my head, it's me. It's my family who indoctrinates us, who controls our, our family, who controls our home, the church, the ideology of the colonial 
arrogance and their leftovers, their hangovers that controls this land. And even the schools are controlled by the state. The state controls, uh, the, the state was the Indian National Congress. The Indian National Congress controlled it. They did not want to do anything to change the mentality all these years. Why? Because they wanted the votes. And they wanted the votes of not only Goans, because Goa is a small state, but they wanted the votes of all the minorities all over India. So any time that a minority uh, was controlling um they wanted the vote. They had to keep quiet on everything that the minority establishment or the ecosystem was doing to keep the people on the plantation. The moment they had to keep quiet, they let let this old colonial mentality remain. And as a result of which we sunk more and more and more and more because we sunk more and more. What happened? We're not, a, we're constantly on a, plantation of fear. We hate exactly our own people. We hate our own culture. We there is despise, there's vitriol all over the place and and we're not and, and people are leaving because they're angry. They're not angry because of what's on the outside. They're angry because of the fear that has been indoctrinated into them and to us. Um, now um, there is another thing that's going on in Goa. It's called rape, it's called drugs. Drugs, rape, murder. Now, they say, oh, that's because of the BJP. Before the BJP, there was no drugs in Goa. I mean, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. There were drugs in Goa during the hippie generation, 60s and 70s hippie generation. I know I used to go there with, with, with my grandparents on holidays. There were hippies all about the place. What do you think the hippies did? Brought drugs, hashish, coke. My grandfather would say, don't go close to these people, he would tell me. Did the Congress say anything? Did the church say anything? Because the church had control over the power of the land to the Congress. The church was controlling the ecosystem and the mindset. They control uh, associations, they control the land, they control a lot of things. Anytime someone said anything to them, they would rise up and, and just, you know, one phone call to the government and the government will, you know, close their eyes on it and here we go. So they control and control and control everything. They had no problem with the drugs. There was so much rape in Goa. There was killings in Goa, but no one said anything. They just did not talk about it for all these years, 50 years. Now, all of a sudden, you want the waves to stop, but the waves don't stop. How come you did not talk about it before? The waves didn't start yesterday, then we're not going to stop tomorrow. The waves continue. It's the same garbage in the ocean. It's coming to the beach, and the waves are going back. Why did you not remove the garbage when it came to the beach? Why did you send the garbage back into the ocean? And now you're crying that the next wave has bought it. But yeah, the next wave is going to bring the same thing because you haven't changed your mindset. You haven't changed your mentality. That's one. So absolutely. Secondly, why why is um, why did they never talk about it before? Because it suited their agenda. They suited their uh, ignorant colonial agenda where they needed to keep people on the ground. So it was okay when they were in power. All of a sudden, they're not in power. Now they're talking about it. it nothing changed yesterday. Nothing changed yesterday. But they've lost power. So you understand why they're talking about it. Now, rape is not correct. I'm not supporting rape. I'm not supporting drugs. I'm not supporting any of this vitriol. But it never started yesterday. But the church is spreading, the not only spreading the fact that Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad, Hindus are colonizers, Hindus are occupiers. This land was better during the, 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 during the Portuguese. All of this, which is a lie. Now, Many, many Portuguese Indians uh, and um, 
Goans left the state of Goa during the Portuguese. You see, Goans went to Africa, East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, South Africa. They went to Mauritius. Uh, we have the new uh, secretary of... Uh, I think she's the Secretary of State of Foreign Affairs, uh, one of the new cabinet ministers of the Liz Trust Parliament uh, in, in the United Kingdom. She is of Indian origin. Um, her mother is from Goa, is of Goan origin. Uh, I think from Mauritius or South Africa, and from there she went to, to, to England. So Goa, uh, they, you know, uh, so yes, a lot of people left Goa way before the BJP came. Why? Because there was no work. My grandparents left because there was no work, there was no employment. People very, very easily forget this. They have no idea because they're a new generation. The, the church is completely brainwashing you, lock, stock and barrel, refusing to say that during the Portuguese, people were not given education. My, my grandparents did not have, my, my grandmother was pulled out of school because there was no money. They charged money to go to school. You think poor farmers have that? Especially when you, you're taking away their crops. They didn't have money for education. Uh, so my, my grandmother only went to Pimigrao, which is, um, which is primary school. A lot of people left, thousands and thousands of people left Goa because there was no work, there was unemployment. So they had to leave, they left for, they left for other countries, they left for Africa, they left for East Africa, uh, Madagascar. Millions of people all over the, of, of uh, Goa left. Why does they not talk about that? So now the BJP is coming, all of a sudden they're talking about unemployment when it doesn't suit them. Um, so the labels have changed, but the mentality is not. But it's because it's not the label that defines the mentality. It is the mentality that defines the label. Under the, uh, under the Portuguese, only if you allied with the Portuguese power, even if you converted, if you allied with the Portuguese power in the state, uh, you were given work, you were given land, you were given uh, goodies. But if you did not ally, you went against the state, you did not convert, you were not given employment. And that's why Goa is poor right now. Because, uh, And that's why also a lot of people have, have, have uh, given up and left. And this second and third generation is saying, well, you know, there, there's no change, there's no employment anymore. I'm not coming back. On top of that, we're indoctrinated to hate Hindus. Uh, even though technically, mentally, metaphysically, humanly, we do not hate our neighbors, we are indoctrinated to, to hate them by the church, play this divide and rule, this negative vitriol, this colonial arrogance, and now they're blaming the BJP. So this indoctrination, social polarization did not start yesterday. This social polarization in Goa has been a continuous event by the church to do only one thing, to keep people angry all the time so they keep on living in fear and give them their votes so that they will continue controlling the ecosystem on the ground to resurrect their colonial empire. And that's what the church is about. So this is another thing. They, they indoctrinate you. They indoctrinate you that they are invaders. Uh, they indoctrinate you to be on a plantation. They, they leave out that during the Portuguese time that they, they, many people left because of unemployment. Unemployment did not start yesterday. Unemployment came, was, was existing a very, very long time ago. Um, that's one of the things. And not only that, uh, a lot of people, uh, there's rape, there's, uh, there, there is murders. Now, under the Portuguese, 
what do you think happened under the Portuguese Inquisition? What? Okay. What happened under Portuguese? Thousands and thousands of people were killed, butchered, burnt alive. Are they talking about it? Isn't that rape? Isn't that murder? Isn't that uh, vitriol? Isn't that in that uh, um, theft? Isn't that destruction of our heritage? But if they want to keep quiet on that, why will they not keep quiet on anything else? Why will they not keep quiet on... Why don't they keep quiet while the rape and murder is going on? Why is it a problem only when the, it's the, the, the shoe is on your foot? When the shoe is on someone else's foot, it's, it's okay. Um, I mean, so not only that, they continued the Inquisition for a very long time. Anyone who went against them were killed. Anyone who went against them who were uh, crypto-Jews, crypto-Hindus, they killed. They killed Jews, they killed Hindus. Isn't that okay? But today now they've lost power, so they believe that they're angelic and they've brainwashed everyone to camouflage their own crimes upon humanity. They, ca they brainwash everyone that the Hindus are bad, the Hindus are invaders, and we are the real angelic people who came to save you. So everything is recorded in your DNA. Everything, your DNA is a storehouse. It's, an M it's got mega, it's, it's got gig where you can store information like a computer. You're telling your memory that everything you've done in the past through this colonial invasion is good, is perfectly good, fantastically good. It's just going to repeat it. It's going to repeat. So if, if the, the rape and the theft of the church, the destruction of our heritage was good by the church, a new generation will come and the new power will come and they'll give you the same thing. They'll give you rape, they'll give you theft, they'll give you murder. Why, why, why is that a problem with you when you are still singing hallelujah to the God, to, to the old power. Did you not introspect? Did you not understand, okay, why did we lose power? Did you not understand that the, the unemployment, the loss of heritage, the loss of life, the indoctrination, the, take, the economic sanctions that were put on, on locals who did not ally with, with, with the Portuguese power, with the church power, that did not allow the imperial colonization of, mine, of their mind and rose up, the people who... Um, indoctrination with vitriol to keep you on a negative plantation. That was okay, but now you, you don't like that someone else is doing the same thing to you, but you're going to get the same wave back. The wave will continue coming with the same garbage. If you keep throwing the garbage back in the sea, the garbage is going to come back. When were you going to understand that? No, that's not okay. I was having conversations with people. I'm telling you, there are goans in North America, plenty of goans, okay? And I've had conversations with many people. They all support Trudeau, okay? A lot of them, not all, a lot of them, I, I'm, I take it back, I apologize. There are a lot of people who support Trudeau. Why? I said, but Trudeau has got cannabis. He, he's made cannabis legal. And they got so angry with me. Okay, why did I go against Trudeau? You're not, you are an immigrant. Uh, you should not uh, go against the government. I said, why shouldn't I? I mean, I'm very grateful to this land to, to take me. I'm very grateful to her soil, to her people. I'm very grateful. I will never be more grateful. I, I, I say thank you every single day for the great bounties that this land has given me. Life has given me. I'm very, very grateful. There, but I have the right to challenge and criticize the government. 
I have absolute right. No, you should not. Why? Because it's Trudeau. Trudeau is a nice little lefty. Uh, never mind that he's got uh, drugs. He's institutionalized drugs. So this is the this is the allegation. He's got drugs and he's institutionalized drugs, but he's made so many jobs through the drugs, through, through cannabis. You know how many thousands of jobs he's given this country? So jobs are based on, on, on drugs. Doesn't matter that that it's killing people, doesn't matter that this society is being stoned uh, to uh, uh, drugs which is harmful for health. Never mind that people are dying with overdose because you're not going to stop at pot. You're going to go to you're going to go to coke. You're going to go to hashish. You're going to go to uh, all these other uh, prescription drugs. And a drug can be not only drugs. It could be credit cards. It could be shopping. It could be sex. It could be rape. That's a drug too. You're not treating the problem that the trauma of your mind, you're, you're, you're dousing it with a drug. You think you're going to change in life, but that's okay. Why? Because they want votes. They're, giving you, they're putting you on a nice plantation. You're giving you money. You're giving you goodies. And and doesn't ma doesn't matter that your, 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 your debt load has gone to $1.3 trillion or $1.2 trillion. Your children and your grandchildren will be praying for it. Uh, but yes, no. He he's given jobs, jobs through, through uh, jobs through, uh, um, you know what can I say? Jobs through uh, drugs, and that's okay. And all these these people, these goans. I'm not saying every Tom Dick and Harry, but yeah, there are a lot of goans who support this. And the other side, the drugs in Goa, and why the BJP is bad. Look at all these drugs. It's all because the BJP. It doesn't matter that the drugs were there when the Congress was there. It doesn't matter that the drugs were there when the previous governments were there and they just kept quiet. But the drugs under the BJP is bad. The killings are bad. Oh my God. Uh, Goans are leaving. Everyone's leaving. The state is coming to hell. Why? Because it's the BJP. So it's, it's okay when the shoe is not on your foot. I know as long as I'm okay, everything else is okay. I don't care what other people are doing. As long as I'm okay. Yes. When your children do drugs the next time. Can you stop it? No, because it's your it's their, your currents that form their waves. What you invest today will happen to them tomorrow. You're not going to meet the repercussions. Someone else is going to meet the repercussions. And then your children can't say stop it because you cannot stop a current and a wave. Similarly, we did not stop the currents. We did not on, uh, clean the ocean. We did not clean our minds uh, for 50 years. We expect something else, someone else to come in and change. So it's bad when Modi, during a Modi era, he's a fascist, he's a Nazi, but the fact that we have indoctrinated ourselves and let this happen is not a problem. That we, have, we are singing praises to colonial imperial power uh, in the name of God, who's done exactly the same thing and worse, and had a genocide. That's okay. That's not a problem. Um, but yes, uh, the BJP government is a problem. Um, I remember sending uh, emails or videos, links of videos for uh, the uh, sex abuse scandal uh, for the um, against the uh, the residential school scandal against the um, for the church in 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 Canada for um, the residential school system uh, against the Aboriginals uh, to uh, to Goans. Okay, I've been sending these links. Uh, not a word came back. Here's, here's what it says. Oh, I, I believe that this is a, a land of, he is a man of God. He's doing God's work. He's a man of God. Doesn't matter. He's sitting, the, the Pope's sitting at the head of the Vatican, which is a pedophile institution. That's okay. Uh, 
He's raping other people. Or sorry, not he, but there are pedophile priests in the church. The church knew about it, raped people. But the moment there's rape in your little state, Modi's bad. It's the same concept. If the church is raping, the church is raping nuns. It's not. It's bad. It's not bad. If 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 if. if if rape is happening during the, during the church, during uh, a government, a BJP government, it's bad. These people are, are, are so indoctrinated to hate others, so indoctrinated. The church has played such a negative role in Goa, in keeping Goa behind, and keeping the ecosystem subjugative and submissive, submissive to its colonial heritage, um, and scared and fear. That now Goans are leaving. Goans don't have the prop, the power to rise up. Goans don't have the power to evolve, change its mentality, change its attitude, um, um, change, evolve, empower itself, in, in, invest in its human capital. Goa doesn't have that ability, uh, but Goa has the ability to 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 uh, hate the Hindus uh, because we've been indoctrinated with this nonsense from the time we. Uh, born um, and this is my home this is the way I was brought up my friend I guarantee you I'm so ashamed that this I believed in this at one time I'm just ashamed that I believe in it I, I, I cannot tell you how ashamed I am to say that this was me at one point of time the only difference is my my father gave me the ability to read he said read just keep reading when the world comes to an end read and that was the key to my 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 uh, my healing, my rising up and saying, no, it, enough is enough. And why have people like me doing this? Because finally we're getting education. Finally we're realizing that this does not make any sense. Finally we're realizing that there's 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 hope somewhere else. There's, this is better life than this vitriol, this divide and rule by the by the church, this, uh, this indoctrination of fear and persecution by the church. Um, that they keep you on this plantation, there's a better hope for us. And we're rising up to say, look, we can do better, we can heal. And that is the story, the moral of the story. What do we, can we learn from all of this? We always want to point fingers at others. We want to have, we want to, uh, we want to uh, put other people down. We want to, in, in, we want to indoctrinate people with fear and persecution, uh, rape and physical violence, but we don't understand the currents that form the wave. So instead of negativity, instead of vitriol, here's what I do. I read, I keep reading, and I connect the dots. I look, I research. So first thing that you have to do is research, read, research, um, write, and uh, empower yourself with knowledge. That's the most important thing, point number one. Secondly, you have to use the knowledge to heal, not to be angry, but to heal. And the third thing is, instead of saying pointing fingers, what can I learn from this? These are the currents that form my waves. What can I learn from this junction in life? And how can I use it to make myself better? And that, my dear friends, will help us heal not uh, not concentrating only on the negative, on the persecution, on the fear. It is learning through knowledge, okay? Empowering yourself with knowledge, um, having a conversation, uh, and, and understanding what we can do to make it better. What is the solution I can bring to the table? What is the solution I can be? How can I be better? What can I learn from the situation? How can I learn, 
use this junction as an opportunity to be better, to improve myself for the future, and how can I heal? So that's very, very important for all of us. Important to the core, uh, to understand, to rise above this negativity and vitriol indoctrinated to us by the church uh, in Goa, the, the divide and rule, the fake persecution that it, it is spreading, the lies that's spreading all over the world, to understand that we can use this as a junction uh, to be better, to learn from the mistakes of our past, to learn from what we did wrong, um, how we can rise above this, how can I use this as an opportunity, um, and learn, keep learning from these junctions, use this junction and learning to heal, that is important, we need to heal, we need to re reconcile with our journey, uh, the currents that form our waves, offload and, and, and heal with new knowledge, empower ourselves to rise above the status quo, speak my friend, write, uh, speak, externalize your emotions, very, very important to externalize your emotions and, uh, and, and go from there. So uh, this, this journey here was not to give you, uh, this journey was not here to give you uh, knowledge to make you feel angry. This this journey was give was to give you this podcast was to give you knowledge of how we have come to be, um, and and what can we do better? How can we learn from this junction? What have I learned? Um, it is a question that all of you have to ask, research, gain the knowledge. What have I learned? What can I learn from this junction? And how can I use it to be better? How can I use it to heal? That is the most important part in all of this. And once you heal, you can rise above the status quo. You can rise above the, the divide and rule. Um, and go from there. So uh, I thank you for your time. I, I ask you to please spread this podcast, this knowledge. I know it's gone on for 65 minute, minutes, but share it with your friends, any five friends. Ask them to share it with five friends. Ask them to share it with five friends because it's important to understand, to rise above the church, the divide and rule, the negativity, the vitriol, to, to learn from this junction, to, to understand what we can learn, how we can heal, how we can move forward to be better and to resurrect Goa as a land of temples and a land of learning as it once used to be. So thank you for your time. I wish you a great day. Cheers and, and stay safe.